And if you ever find your life at all like Mr. Toad's, what are you doing? Get a hold of yourself! to another episode of Garage Media. I am once again Gunner. This is Sam. And Sam, how are you feeling right now? I am kind of overwhelmed with these movies. Yeah. I feel like I ran a marathon and all I did was sit on my couch. <laughs> wow, that is a really good explanation. Yeah. Yes. Um if you guys don't know about this era of Disney, it's very bizarre. Um Go ahead, explain this era. Yeah, so we are continuing on our saga of watching every anim- Disney animated movie from every era. Right. Last time we talked about the Golden Age era, mm-hmm. and now we are on what is called the Wartime Era. So, first let me talk about the con- the, the content of these movies, and then you'll talk about why these movies are different than the Disney movies we're used to. Uh-huh, yes. Because people are more used to, even the ones that came before this, the ones from uh, the late 30s and early 40s. Yeah, Pinocchio and Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Because those are narrative stories. These ones are, all six that we watch, they are anthology films with separate stories, um, very centered around music and different cultures. So go ahead and explain why that is. Why are they not narrative features? Because I'm pretty sure you know, right? Yes. Well, um, a, a little thing called World War II happened, mm-hmm. and many animators were actually drafted. Yeah, drafted time. into the war. Um, so um, if I'm remembering correctly, a combination of less animators and some animators somehow still working overseas. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that aspect, but basically... Thing, um, corners needed to be cut. Right. Um, because, yeah, many animators were sent overseas. Mm-hmm. And weren't some of these... Mo- these movies were kind of just made for, like, there's a war going on. You can come to the theater and get a little bit educated with the culture and music. Uh, at least that was the attempt was the first The first two. two. First yeah. two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely the point of the first two was <laughs> come home. Watch these animated movies that are informational. Yeah. The, well, the, the, the first one that we're going to go on, uh, talk about, um, Saludos Amigos, mm-hmm. was, I, I don't want to say propaganda. No, not quite the word, but, but almost there. Almost. Um, Walt Disney Studios was hired by the U.S. government to basically go down to South America and create, how do I want to put it? Good, good, a good connection with right. uh, um, mm-hmm. South American countries because South America was neutral at the time of the war. Um, and in making this movie, they basically, uh, I'm going to start repeating myself, create a good connection, allies with right. South America. Yep. So very interesting types of movies for sure. Yes. Um, if you're not into anthology movies, I'm not sure how well people are going to connect with these. Um. But there's a reason that these ones aren't talked about as the, the other ones because I don't want to say not as much effort was put in, but it, they were just made differently with different people. Very. And so it's very easy to tell the difference. And we have lots of stories to talk about mm-hmm. uh, because each film consists of at least three or more stories. Yeah. Um, excluding the, the newest one only has two. 
So there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And also to piggyback off what you're saying, if you're not into anthologies, musical pieces, you're not into maybe the music of a certain era, stuff like that, these are going to be very hard movies for you to watch. Right. At least three of these are Fantasia ripoffs. So if if you're more into the narrative features than you were Fantasia from the ones from our last podcast then i'm really not sure if you guys will enjoy any of these really oh yeah totally so i think we should go ahead and get started yes so the first one um so ludos amigos uh, the one i was just talking about i really like this one i don't you don't like oh <laughs> no. you just straight up don't like saludos amigos no i just wanted to say that to Contrast it, maybe make it a little bit funny. I hear me scream. I don't hate it whatsoever at all. <laughs> okay, I'm very much meh with this one, just because it was the first one after watching the last ones. Yeah, I was not quite ready for this, and I don't. Oh, go ahead. Why do you like it? Um. Okay. Um. Why do I like it? Well, I I think. I appreciate the fact that it is a this one is a general a genuine exploration of culture. Mm-hmm. It had ulterior art. Oh my goodness, Sam! Ulterior motives. Sure. I still don't think I said that That's right. A- That's a okay. <laughs> Other motives behind why they did it, but still, it was a genuine exploration of uh, um, South American culture. Right, and um, the yeah. culture part I enjoyed. I. I mean, it's not as informational informational nowadays. No. But back then, I'm sure I would have been like, wow, that's pretty interesting, you know? Especially with... I mean, how many times did American filmmakers go to other countries to yeah. film about other cultures back then? Almost never, I'm pretty sure. I, I would agree with that. And... And, and so I can see the impact that this movie made. And everything about the culture is super interesting. Um, honestly, it's really funny. <laughs> I laughed a lot during this one. It's a really good one, it's, honestly. It it gets me. It gets some laughs out of me. Uh, the first segment. Uh, what's the first segment? Is that the Donald one? Um, the first segment is. Um, yes, it is actually. Yeah, yeah Donald is basically. They even make fun. They say Donald is the typical dumb tourist right. in it, which I appreciate. And just him on the bridge and all that stuff, that got some real laughs out of me. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, that's kind of, it's kind of, that first segment is more like an introduction and then you start being thrown the actual um, segments, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the live action stuff. Uh, as cool as it is, I don't. I just wanted to get to the animation. I know that makes me sound like a simpleton, but I really just wanted to get to the animation stuff. And sometimes, with some of these movies, the live action stuff goes on for way too long. That is my biggest problem. Yeah. I think overall with this whole era, yeah. It's like, please stop. What? These are supposed to be animated movies. I. If we can't watch stop motion animation, we shouldn't be able to watch so much live if action. I can't watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I do not want to see 20 minutes of live action in my anime movie. Because this is almost a documentary. It is. It's really close to Yeah, I, this is really close to a documentary. Um, uh, w- the first cool thing I'd like to say about this movie is that this is the very first one 
out of all the ones that we saw on the prior podcast, this is the very first one that starts with the words Disney Presents instead of RKO Pictures Presents. Oh. Now, that would change with later movies, because <laughs> this is the only one out of all six that says Disney Presents instead of RK- RKO Pictures Presents. Mm. But this was the very first Disney movie ever to say that. Interesting. I took note of that. Good observation. Huh, I wonder why that is. I, so RKO must not have had anything to do with it. Well, they not? did. The RKO logo came right after. Oh, I see. Instead I of remember. first. So, hmm. I just thought it was interesting. I feel like the importance of Disney was very uh, needed at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to point out the first time we see the castle at the beginning. So, I'm going to keep the lookout for that. Good. Yeah. Um, a man of culture. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, we're going way off topic. We are. But, <laughs> I still want to point out the funniest thing about this movie, which me and you have already talked about. Yeah. This is technically the first one in this new era. And it came out 11 days after Bambi from the last yes. era. 11 days. That's less than two weeks after Bambi. They decided that this was going to be the start of a new era. Well, you know what that implies is like while they're like making this cute um, movie about uh, a baby deer, deer, they're working for the government <laughs> to uh, create good allies with yeah. South America. Literally countries. a war is going on. A war is starting up. Yeah. Craziness. Um, so back to the segments and the stories and what yes. we like. I really liked the Donald one. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now we move to the airplane one? Yes. You were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> we were talking beforehand about which one the airplane was in, and it's not... I I said it was the next one. It is this one, apparently. Nope. I, look at us go. Look at us just be wrong. It's hard because there's so many stories in all of these movies. And the the, the first two are e- extremely similar. <laughs> Very similar. Uh, it's really... It, I think that it's kind of weird. It had a weird setup to the, me. The airplane specifically? The airplane segment. Yes. I thought it had a very weird setup, but it I came around to it as it went on. Yeah. Um, the narrator is pretty sarcastic. I wrote that down. I put I put the narrator is too invested in this. <laughs> he is so... Did you take it as sarcasm at all? No, I'm just too invested. Like, <laughs> you're a narrator. I took so much of it as sarcasm. Like, look how strong this little airplane is. I don't know. <laughs> little I, I can't explain. I didn't write down specifically what was sarcasm, but I just thought it was funny. Because what's going on in this segment is um, um, Mama Airplane and Papa Airplane cannot deliver the mail for some reason or another. So little baby airplane uh, named Pedro has Pedro. to go fly the mail. Yep, he has to fly the mail really far away and the the package is like as big as he is he's a very small airplane he's a, he's not, i also took note um that pedro is the same size as a vulture yes yes i is that is that, that was noteworthy yeah. he flies past a vulture and they're the same size look at you go that's here. a big vulture you knew more than i did <laughs> um i really liked this segment yeah for the most part I just thought it had a weird setup. Like, there's a papa and a mama airplane and a baby airplane. Yeah. So, is the baby airplane going to grow? Or is it just a small airplane? It's a it's a car's problem. It's, what what do you do? What, right. It's what the happens car's to problem. Um, I'd like to point out that this segment has great animation. Oh, so good. Uh, honestly, not many faults for having almost a different crew 
animating it. I thought yeah. that I could barely find anything too wrong with it. What do you think? No, yeah, I think um, I think this is how do I want to put it? Um, this is even though it's very different in its structure, this one bl- uh, blends in with the previous movies mm-hmm. um, very well. Yep, I agree. Uh, especially with the animation part mm-hmm. really blends in well and also this segment starts a trend in every single one of these movies that we say the character fake dies or a character fake dies is that a trend in all of them pretty much oh. think about it how and how many does a character fake die and then it turns out they're okay at the end at least a couple yeah i think you're right <laughs> it's a trend with Almost all of these movies, I'm pretty sure. And people complain about comic books. <laughs> yes. So, little Pedro makes it at the end. It, he does. It's a little bit abrupt, the ending. It is. It's, it's very abrupt. It's like Storm, he flew the wrong way. Right? Yeah. Am I remembering that right? Um, No, I think it was just Stormy. Yeah. And it knocked him down. Yeah, he was but trying he made to. It. He was trying to power through. He was running out of gas or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. And then he ended up making it. The mail was delivered. The, the single piece of mail, which was the the joke at the end of the story. Wait, what does it say again? I, I don't even think I I don't think it's that it says anything. It's just that it's a single piece a single of mail. Single piece of mail. Yeah. yeah. And so you did all that for one little piece of that mail. that Pedro almost died for. <laughs> so yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, quite different stories. Wow, we talked about that one way more than the Donald the, one. Way than way more than. Well, yeah, there's nothing much to the first one. No, the so, other Donald one gets better. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so, what is next? What's the next? I didn't write the name. Next was, um, yeah, I didn't either, unfortunately. Um, the Goofy segment. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep, that one's funny too. That one, yeah. It doesn't have the same charm Mm -mm. to me, but it's it's nice to see Goofy. Yeah, it is nice to see Goofy. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen Donald and Goofy in a A feature feature like... Mm-hmm. Okay, feature length is in quotes because this movie's sh- very short. This one's forty-two minutes long. Which forty minutes is the required length time to be a feature film? Yep, I think that's been recently updated in recent years mm. to fifty minutes. Uh, has it? Okay. I think I'm. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure. But yep. So this technically was a feature length film at yep. forty-two minutes. Um, so very short. What, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, the Goofy segment. Yes. Which we, is... We got off topic a little bit again. Um, Man, I should have wrote it down. Um, But uh, uh, again, it's a cultural exploration of... um The movie makes a lot of comparison to American Cowboys. Um, oh, okay, yep. Um, people who are very similar to American Cowboys in um, South America. Right. And it, it just throws Goofy in the center to present that. Right. So... Not that great of a segment. Uh, even kind of a downgrade in the animation is the only thing I wrote. I wrote that it's funny too and that there's a downgrade in the animation. I wrote that like the sound editing was rough. Because I remember a segment where like um, the narrator was straight up just too quiet. Oh, like, yeah. Good a significant, point. Like, good point. Boom, and I, it drowned out the narrator. No, that is a very good point. Um. Yeah, and I mean, it's good for what it's trying to do. It's trying yeah. to be a documentary. Uh, um... It's not bad at all. No, not at all. No. Um, but again, that's just kind of the, all of the segments in this one for me. It's not bad, but kind of unmemorable and kind of meh. Well, 
Definitely didn't go. I, I went into these expecting to watch Disney and cartoons. I expected to watch cartoons. So I wasn't prepared for essentially, you know, short documentary. Right. So, <laughs> so good point uh, with that. But so the next segment is the last one, right? Um, There is a segment um, um about, um again, I'm forgetting the title. I wish I wrote down the titles. Like I, I started writing. I started writing down titles later in, in later movies. Um, And it's a watercolor segment um, with music over it. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. I liked that one quite a bit, actually. Very Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best, the next one that is most noteworthy is Donald meeting Jose. Got it. Yes. I love Jose. Right. I literally wrote here, last segment has to be my favorite. <laughs> I love this guy so much. Yep. I want to party with Jose. <laughs> I, I did like Jose quite a bit. And this is another basically, because if I, I'm recalling correctly, it is just Jose being like, have you ever been to this place? And Donald Duck is like, well, no. And Jose is like, this place is magical because of this and that. And, you know, why this place is culturally beautiful. Right. Wait, yeah, better than the goofy one. I love Jose. <laughs> Jose is the highlight of all these for me. I, I'm... I'm proud of you for it. <laughs> Thank you. having something to be so passionate about i wasn't quite there but i did like the segment quite a bit i thought it was the most impactful out of all of them probably but so that leads me to my final thoughts on this whole film yeah is that it should have impacted me more that's fair uh, i thought some of it was a little bit underwhelming mm-hmm. uh, but overall, it was just kind of medium for me. I liked the very last one, the last segment. The last segment, yeah. That was easily my favorite part. Yeah, that is a standout part. And I think of all of these, this one got the most, uh, what was supposed to be real laughs out of me. Because I laugh a lot in future of these movies, but not because I was supposed to. Good clarification. Good. I think Good. this one got what... They were trying to make us laugh at some points, and I actually did yes. with this one. It was actually humorous. Right. Yeah. So, what are your final thoughts on it? I know I give mine that were semi-negative. I just genuinely enjoyed it, you know? I, it didn't stand out to me, but not in a negative way. Okay. I just had different expectations going into it. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. The standout part is, again, the last part with uh, Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, just overall, I had a good time with it. Right. And I really so, enjoyed it. And so, do you have a number written down? I do, yes. So yes, we are rating these again. Yep. Like we did the last time out of a hundred. I gave this a ninety. Oh my goodness. I, you know, I sticking with me is not like not necessarily sticking with me doesn't mean that I didn't think it was a great movie. Right. I think technically it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So your ninety. So is your ninety like this is for a Disney movie? This is a ninety, or for a movie movie? This is oh, a ninety. Oh, for a movie movie. Yeah. It definitely would be significantly lower if it was if we're thinking like compared to Aladdin or oh, okay. Dumbo, something like that. Because my number's fifty-two. Fifty-two, Ooh. <laughs> which is quite low. I mean, it's not. Re- I've I'm harsh sometimes with yeah. animated movies. That's fair. So this is kind of medium. A fifty-two is a medium for me. If you didn't know, with all of the last ones that are all considered classics, I gave them almost all of them in the eighties. Yeah. So. Yep. Let's put, let's put that into comparison. Uh, this is a 52 for me. So I'm sorry to keep to be just so baffled by this. But so if you had one movie in one hand, 
and another movie in your hand. One was Saludos Amigos, and the other was Pinocchio. You would watch Saludos Amigos? Oh, man. Because you gave Pinocchio in the 70s. Uh, if I would, I think. If, if, if you have to kill time by watching one of these two movies, I'm probably throwing in Saludos Amigos. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you have that opinion because I enjoyed it. it's a different opinion. Again, so I thought this was very mediocre for a Disney animated movie, but you loved it. So I I'm, had a good time with it. I'm I'm proud of you. Good job. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's move on. Yes. Three whole years later. Three, is it really? It is. I think that's the biggest jump with all of these. Which you know, still probably ha- would no, definitely had to do because of the war. Right. Um, but this movie was a direct result of the previous movie. Um, the previous movie, Saludos Amigos, did very well. So they wanted to explore South and Central America. Right. Um, with the three cabellos. Yep, caballeros. Caba- oh, no. I can't read my own handwriting. Yes. Caballeros. Caballeros, Let's yeah. just say use Amer- an American accent. I'm going to call it three caballeros okay, from cool. now on. Just so we can say everything smoothly. Okay, sounds good. Because I'm a stupid American. Because <laughs> I'm a stupid American. <laughs> so... Donald's back. Donald's back. Ooh, I did like a more plot-centered for this one. Right, um, yep. This one was definitely more plot-centered. What This one is, based on what I remember, it's been three weeks. He is getting gifts because it's his birthday, yes. and each one is informing him about different cultures because essentially because yes. his friends are from different cultures is that what i was supposed to understand um i don't think it's inherently because his friends are from different cultures but i mean jose definitely does who makes a return heck yes um but yeah jose does i right. think it's just you know oh okay yeah so um quick little um theory 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 okay. film theory so Donald's birthday is Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. So yes. the, so I'm pretty sure that the lake that he grew up in <laughs> has to be Crystal Lake. <laughs> he, grew up, he grew up in Crystal Lake. Oh my god. That's my theory. Donald Duck lives in Crystal Lake confirmed. I, no wonder he like is always angry. He's seen so much. Oh my god. I'm glad you took note of that too. Yep. Yep. So, yep. In the movie, his birthday's Friday the 13th. Right. Boy, that didn't age great. Nope. And nope. so I had to go ahead and write that he grew up, that the lake that he swam in as a small child was the blood filled one <laughs> with a zombie living at the bottom. With a zombie machete man in it. Yep. I, I, I support that. And that's why he's a good point that he's an angry duck. He, he's an angry man. So, so now that story time's over. You know what else Donald is? Donald is hard to hear sometimes. Very good point. I, so, on the TV I watched this on, I don't know why, but I can't get subtitles on Disney Plus on the TV I watch it on. Interesting, I can, but I didn't have them for this movie. So I don't, I, half the time I didn't know what Donald was saying. <laughs> I just had to make that note, though. Um, so how many movies do we have where Donald is the main character? Um, I don't, the... I don't think many, right? No. Okay. These immediate too. Right. So that's why I, that was one quick note I wrote. Um, when I even had this question, you know, we had two right off the bat. Was Donald more popular than Mickey at this time? I? Was it just a 
continuation of the I trend? Think, I think that he wasn't. Okay. I think it was just a continuation of the last movie. The popular I don't know. The popularity of Saludos Amigos. Yeah, yeah. Is why they brought Donald back. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Is how I took it. Because they took more than one character, as you already pointed out. They took more than one character from the last one. That's true, right. Um, really good animation in this one. I I feel like a broken record talking about all these Disney movies. I mean, because they all have good animation. Well, I mean, uh, I, uh, I think I said it last time, too. But I feel like we're... I know we're watching a remastered version of it. But my goodness, does right. that stand up? Mm-hmm. That is amazing. No, you're right. I know I know we're not watching the original, original version. Yeah. But the animation's great. Yeah. I guess that doesn't change the animation. That changes the, the definition. The... Right. Speaking of that, the colors in this movie are the highlight to me. So good. I love how colorful this Beautiful. movie is. It's way more colorful than the last one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It definitely was. Uh, I think that was more of a highlight with this one. Yes. So let's talk about the penguin. That um penguin... So you already know my opinion on this little story. Yeah. It's a little bit pointless to me. I don't quite understand. I mean, I understand why it's here, but why is it here? Yeah, it feels out of the mix. I feel like they almost wanted to follow up with, like, the uh, um, Pedro, mm-hmm. the, the cute little character. Right. So they went with... They, they, they did a penguin. Right. They did a penguin that doesn't like the cold. So he wants to sail to um, South America. And it takes him many, many tries. That's most of the runtime is him trying different ways to get there. And then he and he gets there and he misses the cold. And then it's over. I was mad. I was so confused. What? So was this just so we could have three colorful birds on the cover? <laughs> do, you think that, do you think that this was just for the poster? So they could... The, the penguin? Yes. Is the penguin on the poster? Yes. Really? Yep. So there, there'd be four because there's the other bird whose name is escaping me at the moment. There's, there's another Donald bird. Jose and then there's... There's another bird? This is this is confusing to me. Yes. Did I not write his name down? I should have. It's okay. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on before I get... So... What are your thoughts overall? Did you think that it was kind of pointless and meh, or did you really like it? The penguin? Yeah. Yeah, it was meh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the next one is, is it the horse racing one? Yes. The the flying donkey. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was a twist. (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, a flying donkey. What? No, not what I expected. You know? <laughs> I really did not think that was the direction we were going with this segment once it no. started. And then we got there and they were like, oh, we're going to use the flying donkey to cheat in a horse race. Yep. So exactly not anywhere near what I was expecting. No. Uh, I thought it was... I liked it. I, I actually liked, liked this section. It was yeah. funny. Uh, the race in general was actually pretty exciting to watch. For me, I, I I got enjoyment out of watching the race in general. I've noticed I I've I feel like this is where I started to know a lot of trends. Notice a lot of trends in Disney movies. Yeah. Um. One of them being just um the exaggerated movement of uh, animals. Yep. Good Specific, point. Like the the I'm thinking specifically of the scene where they go around the bend mm-hmm. and they like 
it's such a sharp, exaggerated, cloud-filled turn. So yep, and that Good just point. continues on and on and on in other movies. Right. See, that's not really a complaint for me. Still, though, I oh, not a complaint. <laughs> I just it was noteworthy. Yep. It, yeah. It was very much uh, something that Disney liked to do quite a bit. Uh, but this might be my favorite section from this one. Not quite sure. I didn't write specifically which one was my favorite. Yeah. But I think it might be this one. I don't think this one is my favorite, um, but it's good. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yep. Me too. Um, I do have to I do have to make this one complaint about this one specific segment. I I hate the way Disney does their horses sometimes. Yep. Their horses are so ugly sometimes, and I can't handle it. Or quite often. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, yeah. How is it that, I mean, I guess it's not, I don't know if the, I don't think they're the same animators. But, like, there's horses in Snow White that look way better than this. Or, not way better, but way more like horses. It's, it's, it's a, it's a style choice. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, good point. A lot point. of the time. Good point. Um, so, do you you looked up the bird, right? Yes. So, what is the other bird's name? Um. Um, Panquito, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay, I hardly remember that character. Yeah. Oh, I remember him. I just for some reason forgot his name because I like him too. Actually, I may have written it down. Anyway, so what's next? I I think I skipped one writing about it. Um, more segments, basically, of b- music over color draping a scenery. Right. Uh, I, like the previous one, and Fantasia, and stuff like that. And, yeah, this is where the, I think this is where the colors really popped. Yes. This is, yes. Great colors all over the place. Uh, yeah, that's about, uh, the music's great. Music's great. But not too memorable. There's a difference. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought that the music was really great. I was having a good time with the music and colors, but I don't remember what the music was at the moment. No. You know I what I mean? I couldn't tell you any of the songs. Right. Exactly. This is about the part of the movie when live action gets introduced and Donald Duck can't keep his eyes to himself. Got it. And I started to wonder where Daisy Duck is at. Because Daisy, your boyfriend is looking at other women. Was she even created back then? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help but think that. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good point, honestly. Uh, Again, funny stuff to me. I I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Also, wasn't there a pinata scene? Yes. The, uh, oh, yes. That was funny, too. So after that is when we get introduced to the rooster, Panquito. Um, again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's okay. Um, but um, and this is where we start learning about uh, Mexican culture. Yeah. As opposed to just South American uh, countries' culture. Yep. Good um, point. And start talking about piñatas, um, um, Christmas celebrations, and other things. This is... I feel like this is where the education really steps in. Yeah. The documentary style. Yep. I remember in. this part uh, very specifically. Yep. Uh, it's not that bad. I I kind of like it. What What do you think? Um, the educational part. Yeah. I think it. I think it does a bit better, or maybe I was just more prepared this time around. I was so. definitely more prepared. 
Uh, learning about the Christmas stuff was kind of cool. I know that I knew most of it al- already. Yeah. But it was still kind of cool. I yeah. liked seeing it. And I I think that about wraps it up, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so in the, my end thoughts is that this isn't too memorable of an animated movie. Nah. But learning about the cultures may have saved this one for me. Yeah. Uh, it has. It's great to look at. Uh, the last 20 minutes or so of the live action introduced, I think, is truly good. Oh, wow. It's so good for that time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is an improvement over the last one. Uh, That's fair. Yes. Uh, I still slightly on the negative side of like my ratings, but not by much. Mm-hmm. It's about a 6 out of 10 for me. So the number I wrote is 59 out of 100 for me. That's fair. I wrote 59. So 7 more than my last than the last one. I like this one a lot just because of the characters. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, Donald Jose and uh Panquito. Uh, Even though I forgot one of them existed. Y- yeah, yes. I love those characters. Yeah. I don't know. I never grew up watching them, but I would always see like trailers of them on my VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. So seeing them is was cool for me. Yeah, so. still cool. Even though you didn't technically grow up with the movies, you, you I knew the characters. The characters to right. some degree or another. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's your score for this one? My score, I scored this one as an 85. Okay, so almost the same as the last one. A little less. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so if you didn't know, both of the ones that we just talked about are Academy Award nominated films. Deserving, I feel. Uh, they didn't win any, but uh, Saludos Amigos was nominated for Best Score, Best Song, and Best Sound Mixing. And... Three Caballeros was nominated for Best Score and Best Sound. So, I mean, those were highlights of this film. Even yeah. though, didn't you bring up that the mix sound mixing was a little there rough on the Goofy one? There was one part like, where it was really rough in uh, Saludos Amigos. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it still got the Oscar nomination, so that's good. I mean, I am just a chump in a garage, so that's fair. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about it. The movie we got to watch together. Correct? No, shouldn't it be, um... No, yep, we're on the one we got to watch together. Oh, so that came before the, the, the Fun and Fancy Free? Yep. Oh. On, for Make My Music, I wrote 1946. For Fun and Fancy Free, I wrote 1947. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Boy. Okay. Would Once... you like to talk about Fun and Fancy Free first? I... Let's say in order. Let's say in timeline. Okay, so let's talk about the movie we got to watch together. Okay. Make Mine Music. Well, let's give a little backstory to this first. Um, you want to tell it? Sure, or? I'll tell it. This movie is not on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Uh, it was deemed too inappropriate for children, not because of one specific segment, but just because of, uh, I guess rough is the right word, because kind of how rough it is all the way through. Yes. There isn't really one segment that's like specifically geared towards children. This is a very oddball film. Yeah. With lots of stuff that is in fact not quite appropriate for children. Yes. Uh, I don't think that of all of these ones that we watched, this is the one that shouldn't be on there. We'll get to the one that I think shouldn't be on there soon. Oh, okay. Um, so I had to buy a DVD of this film that was $30. I can't believe you had to spend $30 on that. Uh, we couldn't 
there were no sketchy websites with this movie on it. It was not on Disney+. Plus. The only way for me and you to watch it was to buy the DVD, which is why we had to watch it together. Yes. Because we had to put the DVD into the DVD player and <laughs> and watch this. Yes. I'm not even going to call it a movie. Watch this experience. Okay. I think I had the most fun watching this one, but not for reason that this movie wanted me to. It also helped that you got to watch it with me and not by yourself. By myself. Right. Yeah. I agree. This Seething over it. This was probably the best experience, just so I could look at your facial expressions. This movie is so bizarre. This movie... Okay, I'm stop. I'm not calling it a movie. This experience was bizarre. Expe- yeah. I, th- I don't even know what to talk about. What? Okay, I have... This is when I started taking, like, better uh, organization of it, I feel. Let's start with, um, let's start with the first segment, which was called Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. The most Fantasia-attempted ripoff there is. It is exactly. literally just music over, uh, admittedly beautiful, beautiful. Yep. Great to look at, yep. Bayou, and you're watching animals, inter- like, interact within. What is the name of that bird? A crane. Crane. Yep. Yes, a crane. So we watch a crane that is pretty much, uh, not silhouette, a shadow. Yeah. It's pretty much a shadow going over lots of blue, different shades of blue colors, and it's really great to look at. Yeah. It's just slow. Yeah. I I mean, call me a modern movie watcher, but it takes a little while to get started. I feel like we were looking at the same picture for at least 30 seconds. If this was in a better movie, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But... The music is, is playing. Slow. The yeah. music's playing, and we're looking at one picture. I don't even think the camera was moving all that much for thirty seconds. But then once it starts, it's really beautiful. It I is. thought, "Wow, what a great start to this movie!" Can't wait. Um, and then we get whatever the heck was next. Uh, um, I so, oh so I'm sorry. I wrote letter grades for this movie. Okay. So I gave Blue Bayou a C plus. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let's go on to whatever the heck all the cats join in was. Yeah. So uh, great music. I love jazz. No, it, it was really great music. Um, a slight tonal change. Complete. <laughs> completely like forties jazz swing. You know. Compared to the beautiful blue, whatever we get. Is it someone's painting or drawing? Someone is. I. Oh, man. Great question. I think someone is painting in... Yep, someone's painting in these characters, and it's just... What's the story? I think I was just too baffled to notice what was actually going on. Um, it's genuinely just kids coming together to, like, go hang out at the, the soda or the malt shop oh, on, like, yes. a Saturday night or something like that. And, um, it's weird. It's weird. It's um, so weird. Uh, I like the energy of it. It's got a good energy. Me too, yeah. Um... I, I I didn't expect to see so much um um just say it risky yeah stuff okay in this. I I wrote down that I had genuine laughter at how inappropriate it is it's pretty inappropriate for what is probably a g-rated movie yeah um first off you get the um um the girl just like drying herself off yeah and it, it somehow leaves hardly any like Left for the imagination. Yeah, for a kid's movie. For a kid's movie. You're right. And then, Sam, I can't believe... I think both of our jaws dropped. A new character is drawn in. Uh, a female character drawn in right in front of this boy character. And he turns his head away from her in, like, disgust. 
and the female character looks up in anger and, and like I an eraser, an eraser and, erases part of her butt. Yep. Her, makes her butt smaller. She makes her bottom smaller right in front of us. <laughs> I was like, what is what? going on? This is a G-rated Disney movie. What? And a character just looked up at the drawer and anger and had them erase part of their body to make them not who they are in front of someone. Yes. I was so baffled. To, to be who they aren't for someone. Correct. Because bullying. And I was like, what is going on? Is this even real life? <laughs> I, for my notes, for one of my notes was bullying with a drawn thumbs up. Because that's essentially what this skin is. <laughs> Bully people. Bull- yeah. Seriously. A lot of the skits in this movie... Oh, okay, skits. A lot of segments in this movie send the complete wrong message. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to some later. But I still... I gave this one a better letter grade than Blue Bayou. <laughs> this one was because more entertaining. It was way more entertaining. So I gave this one a B+. Plus. That's fair. Yeah. I, I liked this yeah. one. Um, what is next? Um, I literally wrote in all caps, didn't catch the name. So that's the name we're going to go with. I don't think either of us caught it. All I got was Andy Russell, who I think composed the music. Um, and so this is the weird window one. Yes. Where there clearly was supposed to be a story. But there wasn't. But I don't get what happened. I, some guy's looking out a window. Um, there's some, it's more, it's just, it's kind of like the Blue Bayou one because there's a lot of blue colors. Yeah. Um, there's lots of, uh, interesting imagery and then it's over. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, huh, cool. That happened. Yeah. There's literally nothing else I could say about it. No. It's some, it's looking out a window, there's imagery and I think I don't know. The only thing I remember about it is that it, you asked if there was a person in the trees. <laughs> I did? Yep. Did I see a you person You said, in the tree? is that a person? And I was like, I don't know. And so, D+. Plus. <laughs> D+. Plus. I, I, I did take one note, and it was pick a tone. Because we went from Blue Bayou, which yep. is beautiful. Genuinely great. Really great to stuff. To whatever the heck the next one all was. All the cats in the top of the house. I don't know what it's called. All the cats join in. Okay, yeah. Which was... Fun, but jazz, like yep. a fun jazz, quick pace, and then we're back to this. It's just like, it's a fever dream, it's a headache. We're going back and forth between all these tones. I imagine someone just flipping the light switch on and off on you. That's what it feels <laughs> That's like. exactly this movie. Um, because then, we have Casey at the back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this one, so another tone change, by the way. Um... This is frantic energy at its finest. Absolutely chaotic. I don't know if finest is the word. This is frantic energy in front of you. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, and again, not really for children. <laughs> I wouldn't say. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> it's a little bit violent. It's a little bit um, maybe offensive. I don't know if that's right, the right word. It kind of feels like it. I don't, yeah. I, for some reason, I don't feel right watching it. No. Now, of all the things that are inappropriate in this movie... This isn't one of the ones that I think takes it off of Disney Plus. I don't think there's anything even explicitly wrong with it. Mm-mm. It's I'm just, just don't, it's I don't just feel weird. Right watching it. So to me, I hope no one takes this the wrong way. I feel like it was maybe a little bit making fun of slow people at points. 
Oh, it definitely was. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was thinking like no. that. So I think that's mainly what made me feel off. It, it, that, there definitely were some jokes that were pointed at those with disabilities. Right. Um. Yeah. But the thing is, this probably would have been my favorite segment as a kid. If I was little six or seven-year-old Sam watching this film, I think Casey at the Bat would have been my favorite. I remember watching this in music class in elementary school. There you go. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite note of all time. I literally wrote right here, I have no idea what to write. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote some notes about the story, which is essentially just early 1900s America baseball game. Everyone's right. way too excited about it. Um, it's honestly, they get a lot. I watch a lot of baseball. They get a lot right. Mm-hmm. Like after an out, how they throw it around to everyone. Yes. They do that in this just like in real life. Um, do you want to talk about the part that made our jaw drop, our jaws drop again? There are so many things that happen in this. What are you specifically referring I'm to? I'm specifically talking about the female spectator that says something not so great to the <laughs> official. Yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't she straight up just say, kill the... Kill the, kill the umpire. Yeah. That's what she says. She and says, kill she, the like, umpire. Then, like, does the across the thumb motion. Yeah. Yep. That happens in a in a Disney movie. In a, yep. A female spectator yells, kill the umpire, because he made a correct call yes. to the famous Casey was batting, and yeah. he called a strike because Casey was just sitting there not paying attention. Oh, yeah. And that's... A, so, Casey's apparently this great batter. Right. He more or less intentionally misses the first two because he knows... Because he knows he's going to hit the next one. Yeah. But but the plot twist is he doesn't. He misses. Right. So... Yeah. He strikes out. Let me... That, that was the most what-in-the-world moment in the history of history when... It's the weirdest transition ever to birds. And do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Yes, because it, it's absolute chaos. People are, like, getting super excited about um, the final the final chance. Right. And chaos simmers down to birds singing in a tree. It's a beautiful spring right. day. And then it cuts to Casey, who's still in the same spot, very upset about that he didn't hit the ball. Crying. Keeps throwing the ball up to hit himself, but he misses it. Yep. But, so the um, the great moral of the story is don't flirt with girls. <laughs> Disney's throwing. Yep, I literally wrote that. So this is this is you know another great Disney moral. I put hubris, but you know whatever. <laughs> Tomato, tomato. Right. So yeah, this one's a C. This one's a C. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then we do that chaos to what is actually called two silhouettes. Which is probably maybe my favorite one. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I I thought that it was more of storytelling than Blue Bayou. It's not just imagery, but it is, again, one of the slow ones. It's really great animation. Um, you know, I think this is the best of the slower ones. Yes. I always respect a, a, a good use of rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, that's great stuff. Listening who doesn't know, it's essentially um, it's it's essentially tracing over. I don't want to say film, but a reference. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot more fluid. The movement is a lot more natural. Yeah, and in this, they essentially they use real people, dancing. right? Yeah. yeah, they use real people, and they but it's literally their silhouettes and over. They draw a silhouette. Yeah. Yep, um, it's really great stuff. It's it's not the most entertaining segment. 
but <laughs> but it's good. I think that of all of the slower ones, this is the best. I know I repeated myself, but uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and then we get some John Carpenter stuff at the end where the two babies form into a heart. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And then it ends. And I was like, wow, that was pretty good. P plus. It's so hard to talk about these nice, genuinely beautiful animated ones. Because there's not much to talk about. When, you, Especially compared to the fever dream of the other ones. Right. Because this one's pretty much the only thing you can say is great animation, good music, the end. I mean, flawless from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Again, they're not really story-driven like the other ones, so no. there's not much to talk about with them aside from saying, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, yep. So we get probably the most famous segment from this movie, would you say? The, the um, the, the segment that has the most famous source material, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Which is Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf, yes. Uh, Again, music class. Yep. I, I remember this one. Yeah. Uh, I like the narration, uh... Winnie the Pooh again. Yep. Winnie the Pooh narrates it. And we get a very Fantasia-like scene where before uh, it starts, uh, the narrator talks about all the instruments and what they're going to represent in, in the upcoming story. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, I would agree. I tried to take note. Um, um, Grandpa is uh, represented by a bassoon. But bassoon. Yep. Um, the Sound of Guns is represented by drums. Clarinet is, uh, represents a cat. A flute represents a bird. I wasn't fast enough. I missed what the duck and Peter were represented by. Yeah. I didn't write any of those down. I just wrote that I liked it. Yeah. Um, the wolf looks great. The animation of the oh, wolf. Oh, I like the style of the wolf. It was very, very un-Disney-like, and I loved it. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, was it? No, it was kind of Disney-like, but not from back then. No. So, uh, I don't think it's a super great story i know that sounds controversial uh doesn't age very well well yeah well the thing is the thing about these classical pieces if they're supposed to be listened to mm-hmm. you're supposed to literally understand the story through music right so i mean sometimes when you add visuals to it it doesn't always mesh very well so I, I can understand that good point uh a child should probably not be sent out by himself I, I guess he wasn't sent out. He snuck out, yeah, because his grandpa actually told him, like, knock it off. Right. Yeah. So, I think that didn't age very well. But what do you think of this one overall? Um, it had some, I, I have fond memories of Peter and the Wolf, but not necessarily of this Peter and the Wolf. Yep. Um, man. I'm with you. This is the most, like, meh answer I could give, but I was like, eh, it was fine. It's, it's like the most I can say. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Um, and then wait, what the heck? The duck died? That's okay, literally what yeah. I wrote. Okay. Yeah. So I forgot that this happened because I've technically seen this section before. I forgot this happened. The, the wolf eats our duck named Sonia. Um, I thought it was a fake out. I thought it was a fake out at first because all you saw were feathers and then Sonia is walking to the gates of heaven. <laughs> I was so caught off guard. Like, very sad, looks down, waves, and, and then walks, walks up into to the heaven. gates of heaven. And then plot twist, she's alive. Yep. At the end. It's alive. Uh, and I, this isn't necessarily a funny segment, but the introduction of the hunters is so hilarious to so, me. So Peter and the Wolf was, is, it, it's a, it takes place in Russia. So the hunters that show up and Deus Ex Machia, the whole thing, 
they are introduced through a stereotypical, uh, traditional, I actually should yep. probably say, Russian dance. Russian dance, yep. And it's just so, I was not expecting it at all. My my notes are, Russian guys are Russian. <laughs> and that's the best way to put it. You can't put it. That's the job that they fulfill, it's being Russian as heck. You can't, you can't really put it any other way. Um, so the last thing I would like to say about this one is that it's horrifying and nightmare fuel. Because it's actually genuinely scary okay. to me. And that's it. That's all I have to write. For Peter and the Wolf? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I've said pretty much everything I wanted to say about that one. So, uh, B+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a recurring theme. And then next is After You're Gone. Yep. This is the instruments dancing one. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. I, that's very sad that I put a note. I'd watch a whole movie of this, and yet I didn't remember it for a second there. <laughs> but now that you remind me, it was cute. Yeah, I like this I one. I enjoyed it. This yeah. one's pretty good, actually. Very Fantasia, but a little more heart. Mm-hmm. A little more kiddish energy to it. I like it. The song, animation, and colors are all great. Yeah. Again, it's not one that we can say very much about. This is kind of like a B minus for me. Boy, this is the most like neutral energy wise. Yeah, exactly. So far, so, it's been like it breaks calm. the pattern a little bit. It does. It was nice compared to what we're about to get, which oh. is a love story. Oh no! Starring Johnny Fedora. Johnny Fedora. And uh, what was her name? Bec- I I didn't write it because uh, the name the title is. I think her name was, like, Betty Bonnet or something, because she's a bonnet. Yeah, she is a bonnet, so let's just call it that. It's a love story between two hats. This one made me feel icky. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't get past Johnny Fedora. (laughs) Me neither. Just that that sounds like someone's undercover spy name. That sounds like like someone that would yell at me over the mic in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Yep. Johnny Fedora. Johnny Fedora. It didn't age well. Mm Mm-mm. Um... Yeah, but essentially, um, two hats in a store are separated because someone buys the hat. The other hat spends the rest of its, or a big chunk of its existence trying to find the other hat. And this involves many antics, such as getting lost, being picked up by a homeless person, homeless person goes into a bar, Johnny Fedora causes a bar fight. In a kid's movie. In a kid's movie. Um... And then is picked up off the street, is turned into a horse's hat, alongside uh, Betty Bonnet, who, who is also turned who is also turned into a horse's hat. And the horses just happen to be from the same family. So. Somehow, somehow, yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, but the song adds nothing. This could have easily been one without any words. What? And y- oh yeah, the song is describing what's happening in the story. It's easily one that didn't need to have any words. We could have easily understood the story. And I thought that it was so useless, the song. Because the song's like, Johnny felt like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, we could have eyes. It was actually kind of distracting. Yeah. So. It was very obnoxious. <sighs> I, thinking about this, this is objectively, I think, the worst one. No, this is the worst one. Like, I, I really think this is the worst one. What else do we even say about it? There's a bar fight that has unnecessary I, music. Uh, Johnny, there's a the, the protagonist of this is Johnny Fedora. And I know it's a kids movie, but it's very just has a very convenient ending. The things just happen and it all works out. Yeah. I don't do horses wear hats. I 
This is new information to me. Yeah, it used to be a popular thing. Oh, okay. No, not anymore. So, this is a D for me. I wrote a D. I didn't like this one very much. This one didn't even get that, oh, wow, this is outrageous funny. This is just like, what is this? So, yeah, not good. Yep. Not great. Um, so, let's get to another one that I gave the same score. I think that you might have liked this one better than me, but this is also a D for me. I don't think I genuinely liked it. <laughs> The whale who wanted to sing at the Met. I just wrote whale one. The whale one. <laughs> the whale. The, basically. So? So, okay. The story behind this one. A a bunch of people are just like, whoa, I can hear a whale genuinely singing opera at sea. And this famous opera singer or reviewer is like, nah, that can't be. No, the whale, the whale swallowed, swallowed an opera, opera singer. singer. Yeah. I'll go save him. And... The whale gets wind of this, but thinks it's like everyone loves him. So he's Mm -hmm. like, I'll go audition then to this person that's trying to hunt me. (sighs) Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Uh All right, Sam. I like like the animals. I think that the animals are cute and animated. I like all of them except for the whale. Yeah, the whale's not cute. I hate the whale. Um, Do you want to talk about the song? Or just yes. kind of skip over it. Yeah. So this is probably the biggest thing that um, got this film off of Disney Plus. Off of Disney Plus um, was the when we're first um, properly introduced to what's what's the whale's name? I don't know. Matt the whale. whale. What that whale? Yeah. The whale is singing a song to himself, and it is apparently I looked into it a little bit um, um, a traditional song that slaves would sing mm-hmm. um and it's it's i get it it's a, I, I get why it, it's in poor taste took um, it off disney plus yeah that, um the song uses um the very terrible uh stereotype of the mammy mm-hmm. um yeah that, this is probably the biggest factor for why it's not on disney plus but other things like smoking and violence as well yeah but this was 100 percent the biggest factor um but getting that out of the way, racism sucks. Yes, it does. Um, boy, there's still not a lot to like about this, even looking no, past that. Exactly. There very much is. Uh, the different motivations for the people looking for the whale is so uninteresting to me. I don't care. It's not interesting. No. If... I probably would have liked it better if they all just wanted to hear him sing and he genuinely got to sing in front of people and it was a happy ending. So there's a moment where, okay, the whale is still being hunted, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts singing to the guy that's hunting him because he thinks it's some audition or something. Right. Um, and we get a montage of the whale actually like singing at um, opera houses. Mm-hmm. That went on for so long that I thought that that was genuine. I forgot it was a month, like a... It does. It goes on for so long. And then the whale's killed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of dark. Uh, they sh- they shoot him, and he dies, and he <laughs> <laughs> and he and he goes to heaven. And he's singing he, up there. He's singing. Up and there. he gets to perform for all the people of heaven. And the camera pulls away to show the gates of heaven, and it says "sold out." There's a sign that says "sold out." Um, Heaven is sold out, folks. I, no getting in. What is the implication of that? The, the implication, I, I get that it's supposed to be like, it's a sold out show, but it's the gates of heaven. 
it's not like it's an opera house in the gates of heaven. The gates right. of heaven say sold out. So literally, I think that the intention was he got to sing for as many people as he wanted to. Yes. But what it came across as is... Sorry, you're not getting in. Earth's going to be overpopulated because no one can die anymore. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that is how the entire movie ends. That is how Make My Music ends. With, with a that. dead whale singing to... Ghosts. To, to heaven. And also no one can go into heaven anymore. And that's how Make My Music ends. And I was so... <sighs> discouraged not discouraged i was so caught off guard i I think our jaws dropped a lot during this movie but i like i've never felt my jaw drop i've never just feel it hit the ground i did and yeah so overall (laughs) my thoughts on this one um good question i can appreciate the music yes and the animation but it's just another copy of Fantasia. Not good either. That had tonal issues and bad messages. Tonal issues. Are, like genuinely thinking about it from a movie standpoint, tonal issues were the problem. Mm-hmm. I get and bad going, messages. And bad messages. Yeah. I get that what we're going for is variety in music, but it literally jumped from tone to tone. Right. So I'm doing something I don't normally do. Okay. I didn't give any section an F. But I'm going an F overall with the movie. That's so fair. I I gave most of them in the B range, so I should be in the 80s, right? But I'm not. I gave it no. a 48 out of 100. Boy. Which technically isn't too much less than Saludos Amigos, I just realized. Because I gave that a 52. You are... And this is a 48 for I, me. I must be, like, gracious. Because I gave it a 7, 75, thinking right. of it from an actual movie, like a, a movie standpoint. Mm-hmm. So... We we just write a little bit differently, which is we, okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Sam, that took us so long to explain, and we have more. We're over an hour. We're over an hour, and we have two, three more left. We're halfway done. I want to like get across that this was exhausting to watch. This was after three cabanros. This became so hard to do. No, it really did because they're all the same movie. They're all the not, same. They're not the same movie, but... They're the same. They're they're pretty much all the same. Same formula. So, Gunner. Yes. Let's take a quick break Okay. and come back since we're halfway through. Okay. We have done three. We still have three more. One of them we're going to have to talk about for a while. Okay. So let's go ahead and take a quick break and get back. Which, for everyone listening, will be like one second. Yeah. Maybe I'll put in some cute music. All right. All right. We're back. We are back. Oh, boy. That was actually much needed. That was a that was a good break. This is a rough era. Yes, it is. This was not like the this was not the most enjoyable thing to watch. No, it wasn't. So even though there's not as many movies in this era as what will be in future ones, this will probably take the longest because technically there's three hundred movies that are just crammed into <laughs> six movies. Because movie. each one is uh, made up of a whole bunch of small movies. Yeah. So that's why it's taking so long to talk about. Yes. Um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Fun and Fancy Free. 
uh, came out one year after Make Mine Music. Um, if you didn't know, it's called Fun and Fancy Free. They say it two trillion times in the movie. Yeah. And so you'll yeah. get to know the title of the movie by the time it's done. Absolutely. Uh, it's not a bad song at the beginning. No. Uh, I I do love the point where Jiminy is essentially just like, man, everyone's too stressed. Yeah. <laughs> all of you are just so sad. Why are you all so stressed? Live fun and fancy free. Why are you stressed? Right. And Like, shut up, Jiminy. Some of us can't just break into people's houses for a living. Okay? <sighs> Good point. I do love the Return of Classic characters, though. That's, uh, yeah. that's probably my main compliment to this movie. We get Jiminy from Pinocchio, and we get Donald, Goofy, Mickey. That's probably my biggest compliment. Well, yeah, me too. Um, the, the scenes with Jiminy are funny, but they go on forever. Too long, I feel like they last so long. Even though some of them, they're not that long, uh, like, time length, they just feel long. Uh, They're just not all that captivating overall, to me at least. Yeah, good point. Um, So what is the first story? (sighs) It is, uh, Sam... I didn't like this. Is it called Bongo? It's that's Bongo. What, that's what I wrote. Okay. Yeah. Um, or at least something about Bongo. A little circus bear named Bongo. This was... I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that this was not the most appropriate. <laughs> no! Absolutely not! But... I liked it. <laughs> I liked it up until it reached a point of just sheer ridiculousness yes i don't know we'll get why to that. um it's kind of a sad story ish i guess um yeah i like the scene where he's very first free and is looking around the forest see i love the very first part of of this short of bongo where right. he's sad in a circus because he's a circus performer. Right. He escapes and he's just enjoying nature. He's enjoying mm-hmm. being free. See, I really like that. That's a good part of why I really like this. But then it gets weird. It gets weird. Okay, so first let's, let's talk before it gets weird. It's good, but it's a lot of things we've seen before. So yeah. animals, fish, storms, all things we've seen in Bambi and dumbo really it kind of just feels like a combination of those two disney knew what they were good at right yeah and, and so it just feels very familiar but then it's not familiar oh cute animals by the way another thing cute animals yeah disney um, okay i do want to say this i really like bonko's design yep great cute. great awesome. de- great design with all of the characters honestly i would agree yeah uh okay so let's talk about why this is weird <sighs> okay so Bongo sees a random female bear and mm-hmm. falls in love. Right. My favorite trope of the time is love at first sight. Mm-hmm. So funny. Um, big mean bully bear is mean. Is mean. Wants to take Bongo's uh, new love interest. Miscommunications happen, which I'm sure we'll go into more detail about. I will at least. Um, and then Bongo has to be a hero and win the girl back from what is implied to be, or is it outright, I don't remember, uh, mean, mean bear is mean, mean. Yes. Yeah. And Bongo gets the girl. Yep. Um, 
Go ahead. Let's have you take this one. Okay. I took the last one, I think. Okay. So, let's start with what you pointed out, which I didn't even think about it on this level until you pointed it out. Um, Bongo and and female love interest bear are... Seem to be... Implied to be younger. Children age or something. Children age or something. Right. Big mean bear is definitely an old bear. Or at least an older bear. An adult bear. Which yeah. just makes the implications of the story so much worse. Yes. Um, and then, of course, Mean Bear is mean. Mm-hmm. And is trying to um, basically steal Love Interest Bear. And she's trying to assert, no, no, I don't like you. I like Bongo. And apparently, I didn't know this, Sam, but nature is beautiful. Bears show affection by slapping each other. Did you know that? I did after this movie. I did too. Yeah. I did after the uh, uh, musical sequence about it. Mm-hmm. About how bears slap each other to show affection. And Bongo realizes, oh, she was slapping me multiple times to say that she loves me. I gotta go fight for her. You can literally see the progression of the movie through my notes. I put, a uh, long love scene is long. She begins to slap him to try to communicate that she likes him. And I put, what was she trying to do? And then I put, what? In big scratchy underlines. Because I was just so... <laughs> outraged? I think I was outraged. I was done at this point. I don't know why I like this story a lot more than you. I It's a weird story, but if you turn your brain off and don't think about the implications, it's actually pretty exciting. And there's some good action in it, really. Yeah. And I'll be honest. The rest of the movie probably sours how I feel about this. Because right. I do really hate the rest of this movie. I know. Um, we'll but, get to that. I mean, yes. Yeah, it is actually a really good Disney movie. I would watch a feature-length like, version of this. No, for sure. Me too. This, uh, the water scenes, the scene where they're about to go Ooh, over the waterfall. And yes. stuff, that's always exciting to see. I, yes. I was actually engaged with, with this story. Like, I was glued to the tv and yeah. taking my notes i was like cool i'm on board so yeah i liked it quite a bit um this is my favorite note that i've written of all time okay i wrote wtf is the live action scene question mark this is it sam i know this is where i check out because what happens is jiminy is invited to a party and the party is i think a grandpa mm-hmm. hosting a birthday party for his granddaughter Along with two ventriloquist puppets. That are creepy. Yes. I don't think it is like said like, oh, these are ventriloquist puppets. These are treated like people. And it... Yeah. Do they even bring up that they're puppets? No. no. Wait. I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, they're just treated like real people. And, and so it's disturbing. They're horrifying. Absolutely horrific. To a point where I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a wimp. I was so genuinely mad and uncomfortable with these stupid ventriloquist dummies. I know. You have very harsh feelings towards the dummies. And I think they had some funny lines, honestly. But we'll talk about it. They were icky looking, Sam. They were. (laughs) They were also unnecessary. They were. But there are such classic lines such as when the grandpa goes, the story takes place a long time ago. And one of the puppets goes, "Never, nothing ever happens nowadays. I, I actually thought that was funny. That's fair. I liked that. That's fair. Um, and then again, I like this story quite a bit. You get Mickey, you get Goofy, you get Donald, you get Giants. It's good stuff. See, I like it. And the story is good. It's Jack and the Beanstalk, but with 
Goofy Donald and Mickey. Right. Narrated it's, by the two dummies. Uh, That's yes. my only problem with this whole thing. Uh, they are genuinely... They make me so uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm so caught on them. Uh, we also get a demented Donald who wants to murder the cow. Um, where did I put it? Mm. I put Donald equals Jack Torrance. <laughs> I just wrote, Jesus, <laughs> Donald is demented. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember what the scene was, but I also put Donald triggers dragonflies PTSD. Oh my gosh. Because Donald starts pretending to shoot at a giant dragonfly. Oh yeah, that's right. And it flies down at them like a, like a plane. <laughs> Again, it's not quite appropriate. There's so much talk about killing things. Yeah. But the banter, uh, the Jack and the Beanstalk story is cool and i like the banter between the characters honestly and yeah. i like when they meet the giants that all that stuff's really great yeah um and again i like the animation i yeah. sound like such a broken record well but... and, and again like you said before it is good to see our our trio in a feature length in a feature live yeah. action film yeah it's good to see i i have almost nothing negative to say about this segment i guess i guess look like getting to actually talk about it to express myself this is overall a pretty good one. Yeah. I just genuinely hate those dummies. Not just because they are horrific and cre- creepy, but they genuinely add nothing. They add nothing. Like, they are just narrators. It should have just continued to be animation, or it should have just been the grandpa and the daughter. Or, mm-hmm. or granddaughter, I would say. Yeah, why couldn't it have been? It, we, exactly. So, yes, I think that the puppets kind of teetered your... Uh, they thoughts on this film. I genu I, I don't want to watch it again. It just makes me that frustrated. And I would act I would watch it again, probably. I think. I'd watch this I'd definitely watch Bongo again. Yeah. I'd probably watch the whole thing again, but it's yeah. okay. Uh so yeah. That's all we have to say about Fun and Fancy Free, because there's there's only two stories. There's only three storylines going on, technically. Yeah. Um yeah, I I really like this movie. I don't. I love the individual store like segments. I don't love it as a whole. Yeah, good point. That's perfectly okay. Um, so this is gonna be a surprise, uh, considering my last few scores. I'm giving this a seventy-three. Mm. Significantly higher than the rest. Significantly, yes. What's your number? Which is funny. We're now closer. I gave it a 60. Yep. See? I, we're, we're closer now. And this is the first time in the history of our Disney podcast where I have a higher score than you. Oh, that's true. So there we go. Okay, not true. I, I liked Pinocchio more than you. Not the point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> You're forever going to be upset that Pinocchio is not my favorite. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not that upset. <laughs> Let's hurry up and move on because we've been talking for years. I feel like I've aged a lifetime watching these movies. Me too. So it's appropriate. Uh, Again, I hate talking bad about Disney movies, but there were... They were just made for different reasons than the other ones. A different era and for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Um, They're just different. Yeah. And since they all are so similar, that's played a big part in why they're hard to get through 
100%. No, yeah, it, they all kind of melt together, and mm-hmm. I think if you took my overall thoughts, they'd all be pretty close to the same. Right. So let's move on to the one that I think is the one that shouldn't be on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Melody Time. Okay. Uh, okay, they both probably... If Make My Music is not allowed to be on Disney+, Plus, I think this one is the same, personally. Okay, yes. Um... What do you think about that? Do you think that this movie has too many inappropriate moments, or were you able to get past that? If I, like, uh, refresh my memory, what are you specifically referring to? I am... We'll get to it. We'll go through each... Do you have each segment written down? I do, yes. Okay, we'll get to it when we get to the segments. So, um, I think now would be a great time to bring up that all these movies start the same. Uh, They open with a book opening. Yep. A book opening, yeah, or a long, drawn-out, like, um, set piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the painting stuff in this movie is cool. Oh, yeah. I yeah. like the painting yeah. stuff. Um, that's all I have for stuff written that isn't about a specific segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the setup of this movie? Like, what it is? This one is... Um, this one is the most neutral successfully neutral of mm-hmm. all of them you know i'm so make my music is super chaotic it doesn't do it well um you, you someone could have the opinion of saludos amigos and it's uh follow-up being maybe a little boring yeah i feel like this is um this perfect. is completely in the middle with this everything perfect representation of what this era is mm-hmm. yep. in a good way I also have letter grades for this one, so let's let's get into it. Okay. Once, once upon, upon a winter time, time was yes. great. I had a lot of fun. I with that really one. like once upon a winter time. The song isn't bad at all. No. Uh, the romance was pretty good. Yes. I like uh, the parallels between the rabbit and the the, the human. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote yeah. the romance is pretty good, especially with the animals. Yeah. Um, it was just. I know we use this word so much. It was cute. Well, I, and what else can you say? Right. We're, you're, we're watching Disney. Exactly. We're watching cartoons. It was cute. Um, it's so unfortunately funny that the crack in the ice follows the bunny all the way through. Okay. I also did make this note, though. Um, um, the the sign says thin ice, and he keeps on showing it to them. Be like, hey, look out. Thin ice is ahead. And he gets frustrated and slams it into the ground, which causes the ice to break. You 100% caused it. Good job, Bunny. Great job, man. <laughs> um, It gets intense quick. It does. <laughs> Let's just say that. It's like, cute, cute, intense. Yeah, yeah. And Everyone uh, broke up, and now almost everyone's dying. Oh, and we're, all, we're okay again. Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to say about it? Um, well, I, for some reason, remember this one. I don't have Melody Time. I've never owned Mel- Melody Time. But I remember watching this. It's, it's probably another music class thing, right? You, you probably, mm, probably... I think so. I think I have some memories of it, actually. Um, This art style is a little different than what we've seen from um, other Disney projects of this time. And I liked it. I like the human designs. I like... Yeah, I think this is the best that they've done humans to this point, even in Snow White. I would agree. Snow White tried to be a little too realistic. Mm-hmm. And... There aren't many humans in Pinocchio, so I can't. We can't really talk nah. on that. But then the rest of those movies are mainly about animals. Yeah. So. And the humans are are thrown in there. I don't love the art style. So I feel like they make them very ugly and personally. Yeah. No, I agree. This is they did humans great in this one. It's a B for me, just a straight up B. Yeah, that's fair. I'd agree with that. 
Um, so next we have Freddy, uh, Freddy Martin and Bumble Boogie. Bumble Boogie, yes. A rearrangement of The Flight of the Bumblebee. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Belonged in Fantasia. Um. In my opinion. Yeah. It does. It really does. Uh, the only thing is the animation didn't wow me like it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. I think that it was very much a step down from things in Fantasia. Um, I just needed more. It was yeah. too short. Gotcha. That's fair. Uh, the animation or the presentation of the animation? Like the actual sequence? The animation itself, not the presentation. Okay, okay. The yeah. animation was... What What was off about the animation to you? I don't know. It just didn't stand out to me. Mm, While I was fair. watching it, I was like, this doesn't seem on the same level as the rest of Disney. It wasn't very fluid. I will give it that. But I liked the segment overall. Me too. And uh, I just think that it was too short. I would have liked to have seen more of it, genuinely. Right. They, I think they could have expanded the song at least. I know it's a real song, but... Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe play it twice? I don't know. I wanted to, it to. I was just like, oh, it's over. This uh, this could be one of the best parts, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I gave it a C-, minus. but if it was twice as long, I would have been probably B+. Plus. See, and the length didn't bother me too much, so I'd probably give it a B+. Plus. Yeah, okay. Um, Next, we get Johnny Appleseed, correct? Johnny Appleseed, yep. I remember this one too, even though I've never owned Melody Time. <laughs> this is very much... <laughs> what is the best way to describe this? So, I took a note here. Um, an angel appears and tells Johnny Appleseed to go manifest destiny everything. Yep. It's very... I don't want to say propaganda, but religion is very present in this, obviously. Yes. Um, it's yes. very obviously about religion. Yeah, um, there is a very clear message at the beginning um, that is very pro, pro religion. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. Um, I like the story. I think that of everything we have seen in any of these movies so far, this deserves a live action remake. Ooh, a live action Disney telling a, of Johnny Appleseed. A, a live would be action cool. Johnny Appleseed. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really think so. You just sold me on that. Uh, you could get like, <laughs> we're going a little off topic, like, but like the production design, yes, and like the costumes and all this stuff would be a little old timey. Oh, that'd be so cool. I I think that'd be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Back on topic. Yes. I like the story. Um, when the angel is naming all the ways to use apples, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it was a good, nice retelling of the story of Johnny Appleseed. The yeah. fictionalized story of Johnny Appleseed. Um, yeah, it was just... I, I just had a good, fun time with it. Yeah, me personally. too. And it's really cute when he's, like, getting the animals to like him when they were scared oh, of him at first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably the thing that stands out the most to me. Um, it's kind of a villain origin story, it seems like, but then he does good things. Because he has all this taken away from him. He has to go on this journey. He's not allowed to be yeah, uh, with uh, the pioneers, he, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mad because he can't go pioneer. So he's like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, it's great. I didn't even think of... I didn't even interpret it that way. <laughs> it's great. I like it. Um, another one that gets dark at the end. <laughs> a death. I, I get like... Oh, that's me. I'm dead. <laughs> I remember being so sad at this one as a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get Johnny Appleseed is a hustler. He's yep. just like, I'm not going. I got too many apples to plant on Earth. 
And his guardian angels is like, well, we're missing apples in heaven. Well, why are you still talking to me? Let's go, guardian angel. What a hustler. I appreciate it. But that was, yeah, I am 100% But yes, a dark no, yeah. It's so dark that he looks back at himself and he's like, who is that? Oh, wait, I'm dead. (laughs) So random. I was like, oh my God. Again, it makes me wonder like what, like, um death was like overall for society and culture back then yeah it must have been completely different could you imagine if a show just like not only had death but was just like ah yes now he's going off to heaven or right i love to tell the story i remember a going off topic a little bit i remember watching a yo samity sam skit and he dies and goes to hell and that terrified me i went and asked my parents am i going to hell that's so sad yeah just yeah so could you imagine that happened today no that yeah good very good point yeah interesting to think about i didn't actually think about it like that so i watching this makes me wonder what society and cultural beliefs of death were like back then as opposed to now right uh but again it ties back to the religion thing yeah um yeah it's a (laughs) my most occurring letter grade it's a b plus yeah because none of these are bad by any stretch of the imagination, but none of them are, like, spectacular. Right. Not not in the slightest are they anywhere near bad, mm-hmm, in my right. opinion. Um, next we have... The Little Toot. Little Toot. Um, man, a bit like Pedro the Plane. Quite a bit. my immediate thought. Quite a bit like Pedro the Plane. Except the Little Toot is a lot more of a jerk. Yep. And, yeah. Boy. He's a cute little boat. Uh, He's a cute little boat. He just wants to help out, but he does it in the wrong way. Why was his dad okay with his son being exiled? Good question. Yeah. So basically, the little toot does something that causes like a, a boat accident, and right. they exile him to the middle of the ocean. And his dad is just like, I. This is a real thing. This yeah. is a real Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the song is so aggressive. Like, being mean to Little Toot. The so song that's mean. going on in the background. So They're like, mean. you messed up. You did everything wrong. Like, that's what the song is saying, pretty much. This little Okay, the Little Toot is a little jerk. But he doesn't deserve to be exiled and have a song about how bad he is. <laughs> that's literally what happens in this little Disney movie. Um, you're Like, you're a disgrace to your family. <laughs> It's just so mind-boggling that back then it was just like, you little, you child, you're a failure. It's Like, how were movies ever like this? I don't know. Good question. But for this one, overall, it has a bit of everything that Disney was back then. Yeah. It was, it had scary, it had cuteness, it had maybe not so appropriate for children. It had everything that Disney was back then. Yep. Yeah. Perfect to a T. I'm going A+. Are you really? Yes. This was my favorite thing out of any of these movies. Just because of how... Disney it, is. It made me feel everything that Disney was supposed to make me feel. You know, that is fair. I know I just surprised you with Might the Might not be of my opinion, but that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think of Little Toot? I just... My dude didn't deserve it. No. My dude was exiled. Exactly. My dude was thrown into the ocean. I don't promote p- uh, p- families exiling children. Yeah, please don't that's, do that. That's not what I meant by giving this an A+. <laughs> <laughs> but 
My name is Sam, and I approve this message. <laughs> no, not even the slightest. <laughs> slightest. But yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, this this one didn't stand out to me too much. I think I was just getting really exhausted, though. Good of point. All the same musical numbers of a cute little thing. Yeah, does something wrong. I can easily see that, but yeah. I I just I don't ha- have the same opinion, which is okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but if all of the segments in this movie were as good and interesting as this one i would have loved the whole thing right so let's move on to trees 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 oh that's why i made a note of trees i was wondering why i wrote down trees yes Um, that's the actual name of the segment and then i put down cool rain cool rain yep the colors are great again i like this one it's calming yeah it was nice guess what what? B plus. B plus. <laughs> Excellent. No, but listen, this one doesn't belong in this movie. No, it doesn't. The, uh, this one doesn't have any of those slower, colorful ones like like in Make My Music or anything. Uh, I was so surprised to see it. Yeah. But it's there. Again, more Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much so. I think, you know, I'm about at a B plus with Fantasia. I think I gave it an 88, like the movie in general, I right? so, yeah. So... I think that this could have easily been in there and I would have wouldn't have been sidetracked that it was in there or anything. No. I fe- yeah, that would have been perfect in Fantasia, but it feels out of place here. Mhm. Uh so let's move on to the most uh I don't know if chaotic is the word. Uh I think chaotic's about right. The most I feel like energetic. <laughs> I kind of felt like I was Dumbo drinking that not-so-great stuff watching this one. Yeah. See, this one doesn't really fit in here either, but for a very different reason. This one is one that blends live action, right? Slightly. Slightly. Because yes. there's the one girl on the piano. Is that yes. the one I'm thinking of? Yes. Y- yep, correct. I don't mind it. I don't mind this one. I blame think... it on the samba. Yep, blame yep. it on the samba. This The best way to describe it is back to the characters we've seen many times in this series. Uh, Donald and Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trippy, and I don't mind it. No. <laughs> I don't really know quite else to say. I liked the music. I wrote that this was the best music, personally. Yeah. I I know we keep repeating ourselves. Great music, great animation. Well, and what do we talk about plot-wise? You can't. Yeah. What even is the plot of this one? Oh. Some, someone's playing a piano inside of a donald fishbowl what am i thinking of donald and jose are sad so cafe owner just like don't be sad dance yeah exactly yeah okay good point what am i thinking of with a fishbowl was that even in this movie there's like a fishbowl effect and bubbles so okay and you could be thinking of that yeah it's just kind of like a trippy energetic thing yeah um I think it was really late at night when I watched this segment, so I don't quite remember too much about it, except for being like, what the heck is happening? What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm happy to see Jose again. Yep, I love that guy point. so much, genuinely. Um, fun? It just doesn't feel... It feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. I think it was mostly weird to see these recognizable characters in something that for the most part, didn't have Disney properties in it. Yeah, this one specifically, yeah. So it's just a little jarring, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot of fun. It would have fit perfectly in the first two movies. Yes, it would have. But it's, it's not su- bad here I'm either. I'm surprised that it wasn't in the first two movies. Yeah. Uh, this is a C plus for me. I'd give it a solid B. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. 
Next up, this is the segment I was talking about that should have got this guy kicked off of Disney Plus. Okay. Hey, uh, Bill. Yes. Yes. This is so inappropriate on so many levels, but realistic to the time period they were going for with what happens in this. Um, I like Westerns, so I can appreciate this one, but it just gives me the wrong vibe. That's the best way to explain it. I love American, like, folk tales. Um, Pecos Bill being one of the most famous. I didn't feel like I was watching anything about Pecos Bill. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with Pecos Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's kind of like... is The way we were supposed to interpret it is that it was like kind of like a rough draft of Jungle Book. I, Do you know what I mean by that? I don't he was think I ra- He was raised by animals... Oh. Just like in Jungle Book. Gotcha, gotcha. Ooh, you know what I mean? I didn't even think about it that way. That's exactly how I thought about but it. The thing is, I don't... I, I could be wrong. I don't even remember that in the original, like, Pecos Bill, like, folk, folk tale. Like, okay. he definitely could, like, lasso up the tornado and all that good stuff. But I don't remember him being raised by coyotes. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. Maybe they were inspired by Jungle Book. Maybe. It's weird, though. Like, beating up on animals and that kind of stuff. I don't know. When did he beat up on animals? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote the note, but I don't remember it in the movie. Yeah. Um. Again, lots of guns. Yes. You know, don't really associate with Disney Plus. Um, lots of shooting irresponsibly, just yeah. kind of shooting around. I, I love that about Disney movies when they needed a cowboy to just shoot in the air multiple times. <laughs> Walking into the town, just shooting in random yeah. directions. Um, he created the Gulf of Mexico, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, but then the part where he just randomly is shooting at the natives, that's the part that got me. Okay, I must have, like, literally looked away or something. I don't remember that. Yeah, like, there's, even... there's a whole bunch of natives on his land, and he scares them away by shooting directly at them. Not, not even, like, uh, uh, I forgot about it. I don't remember that. No, it's it's 100% in there. He shoots at natives. Oh, that's that's rough. Yeah. I told you. That, that's I, rough. That was the part that was like, okay, why is this allowed to be on Disney Plus? That's very rough. Oof. I, I truly think that this segment is more inappropriate than anything in Mel- and Make My Music. And then, um, you know, the girl suffocates and dies in space. So, I love the implication that Pecos Bill didn't try again after his horse sabotaged him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I give up. Uh, well, that didn't work. I guess I... Go- so, context... Context, yes. Um, of why we're randomly talking about space. The how do I explain this? Okay, so yeah, um, Pegos Bill falls in love. Horse is jealous. Right. Ugly horse. Again, I hate Disney horses sometimes. It's the same type of horse as the last movie. Yeah. Um, wedding day between Pegos Bill and fiance. Um, female. Female, yeah. Because I don't think she's given. I don't know. I don't think she is either. Oh, boy. Good job, Disney. Yeah, anyway, for real, her dress thing—I don't know how to explain it. I'm not cultured enough to be able to explain it. I meant to look it up because I don't know if it's a real thing. But essentially, it's some sort of metal contraption mm-hmm. to make her her like dress poof out more. Yeah, rounder, wider. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and uh, go ahead. The the uh, why she starts riding the horse, I don't remember. I think it was a competition or something. She starts riding the jealous horse, and the horse bucks her. Right. And the metal contraption keeps bouncing her when she hits the ground. And, and each time she keeps bouncing higher, higher and higher and higher. And higher. And so Pecos Bill is supposed to lasso her back and save her. But the horse messes him up and he misses. And he's supposed to be the one that has that never misses anything in his life. So he's like, oh, guess I'm not good enough now. And his fiance suffocates and dies in space. Yeah, because she bounces all the way to the moon. And that's why she's still there. And Pecos Bill and his horse, which she's still friends with, mm-hmm. um, go back into the wild and live with the coyotes. And Pecos Bill would howl at the moon. And that is why coyotes howl at the moon. Because there's a girl on the moon that Pedro yep. Bill left up there. Didn't yes. even try. Thank you for clarifying. Um, and that's and that's how Melody Time ends. That's a bad one to end on, too. So, genuinely, after this podcast, I'm going to show you the inappropriate part. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I what? I don't remember it. So, this is the most medium for me. I, I put a 60, like yeah. a genuine 60. I put an 80. Yeah, and for you, that's that makes sense compared to your other scores. Yes. That's just like me. It's lower, but not the lowest. Good movie, nothing out like spectacular to me. Yeah, I mean, this is a 6 out of 10 for me. Right. There's not much difference between this and Three Caballeros for me. That's fair. Yeah, they They're are both kind, kind of... of just... They oh. blend in the most to with these two. Yeah, and for Three Caballeros, for me, I did 85. Right, so, so you're kind yeah. of on the same page as me. They kind of blend in the most. They do. They're not the most memorable, but they're there and they're not bad. They're not? No, exactly. Oh, by the way, C- minus for Pecos Bill, specifically. Yeah, that is very fair. <laughs> okay, so we have one more movie to talk about. We've made it. We made it. We made it. And we actually get something good as a treat. We get a normal movie, kind of. Kind of. We have two stories. Comparatively better. So much better in almost every way. The Adventures of Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. Right? Yep. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So this one is the most narratively real one to me. Yeah. Yeah. It opens with a book again. So that's yeah, cool. I'm sick of that. <laughs> sick of it. Um, it doesn't feel like Disney. This is such a dark, mature, grown-up story. Well, especially compared to everything else that was coming before. Exactly. This, if this was live action, this would be PG-13. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if kids would gravitate towards this. Which is interesting because I watched it so many times as a kid. And I yeah. didn't remember anything about it because I was five. But I would throw this in the v- in the VCR and watch it a million times. Okay, yeah. Um, I didn't remember anything about it watching it this time. But I remember watching it a lot as a kid. I remember reading about Ichabod in a Disney book that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was always sad because he died. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, yes. So yeah, so let's talk about the first story, Mr. Toad. I don't have much written down. You the, have a lot more written down. The wind in the in in the willow. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad is the most chaotic man I have ever laid my eyes on. The most chaotic frog frog I've ever laid my eyes on. Exactly. Yeah. He is very much out there. I don't know how else to explain it. Um. Boy. I wrote so many notes. Okay, um, let's have you do most of the talking then and I'll, okay. and I'll bounce off. So, I love how 
Toad is exactly is exactly that character in a early 2000s movie that had like a rich dad right and suddenly loses all his fortune he's got to learn how to be a quote normal person again exactly and you couldn't expect that from a movie like no. this it's almost like a cartoon thriller it, it, okay so there's 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 taxes there's land property problems there's courtroom drama yep there is prison break there's disguises espionage there's gangs es- gangs car yeah. thefts car theft it, it's wild people testify um oh well i guess that's associated with courtroom dramas but still what the heck yeah so it all starts when mr toad wants which is the big theme here wants um I lost my train of thought. I'm getting tired. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Okay. Toad wants a car. He gets a car. Supposedly stolen. Goes right. to court. Um, he, he claims that he has the deed. And we as an audience, I know. We, we know that. Of course he does. Right. Um, but the person that was supposed to be testifying for him is just like, what? No, I don't know what you're talking about. So this Toad is sent to jail. Keep in mind that this stealing is, a car. Keep in mind we're describing a kids movie. A kids movie, yes. where someone steals a car and is sent to jail. In a kids movie, yes, correct. Um, boy, and then Mister Toad's horse, because he has a horse, breaks him out of jail, in disguise as like a grandma, and he flees the police. And, and gets back to his friends, the weasel and the mole. Yep. Who are pretty convinced that he did it. He, right. Yeah. Um, but then they all team up and they need to get the deed to show that he did legally buy it. And they go on a Mission Impossible mission. <laughs> Which, I wrote this down. I love the trope of, of descending onto a person from some sort of rope or something. Yep. And the person yawning and grabbing them and cuddling them. Why is that why is that a trope? I don't know. I have seen that so many times. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what why? you're talking about. I have no idea. But again, this is like a, it's like an espionage thriller and it's a kids movie. Oh. Also, Mr. Toad learns his lesson until he sees planes exist. And then he wants a plane. And presumably he gets it by means that don't work. Right. So it's literally, he didn't learn too much. But it's okay. Oh, oh, I also, I must have been tired while I was watching this too because I made a side note of, I think Rat and Mole are in love. Because <laughs> they're just eating dinner together that on would, Christmas Eve. That would make the story more interesting. You create your own little side plot on the side. Honestly. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this though. I've no, never seen yeah. any of this didn't know anything about it again i had seen it when i was little but i didn't remember how just completely grown up it was yeah it was bonkers i had i really like this one i really really like this one and i really really like the next one yes the legend of sleepy hollow the legend of sleepy hollow um so the legend of sleepy it's the legend of sleepy hollow i don't think we need to summarize we don't really need to bring it up it's all of this one seems to be more focused on the superstition Ichabod's uh, knack for being superstitious causes all of his troubles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Sorry, what were you gonna say? Um, 
I was going to just kind of start off with, um, wow, Ichabod is a, um, what, what's, what's, the, what's the term I want to use? He Nerd? is a, he, he's a, he's a player. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All the women in the town love him. Like they, like they fall head over heels for him, quite literally being a cartoon. Right. And objectively, this is an ugly character. Yeah, that's why yeah. I said nerd. Nerd, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know where you were going with that. I just, I, I just thought it was funny because usually the trope is like something along like a Prince the, Charming. Yeah, Prince yeah, Charming right, like, is the good guy, right. and some evil, ugly designed character is going to ruin everything. Right. It's literally the opposite. Was... No one likes the Prince Charming character. And smart, musically talented, funny Ichabod is the one that everyone loves. Which I kind of liked. I loved it. I, liked, I thought it was I cool. liked that they switched it up. I loved it. Um, there's not really much for me to talk about because it's literally the legend of Sleepy Hollow. I already talked about it in a past podcast. Yeah. It's just an animated form. Yeah, And it's exactly. interesting and it's good. Um, I'd like to ask you this. Yes. Why do you think they put these two together? These two stories. Do you think that there's any connection whatsoever? I think, well, I think the connection that we see in the introduction is basically just English literature. Okay. So, uh, a long reel, but but um, I think that's essentially the only connection. Okay. Yeah. See that I, that was just a genuine question I had. I was just just a wondering. Yeah, just English literature. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I have almost nothing else to say about this Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Do you? Um, Is there oh, anything you'd like to add? I did, actually. I'm okay. glad I read this note. Okay, we all know. You know, once you pass over running water, um, the Headless Horseman can no longer get you. Right. He threw his head across the bridge. That shouldn't work. That's against the rules. Oh my goodness, you're right. He should not have been able to throw his head at Ichabod. That breaks the rules. <laughs> Good point. That is my final note, and I was very upset about it, but in a good way. But and then yeah, he so he dies, probably dead, right? I I think he's dead. And then that ends, and I was like, oh, it tries so hard to be like some think that he just ran away to start a family, right? Nah, why would he? Good point. Nah, Ichabod dead, <laughs> unfortunately. So yes. At least one death in every single Disney movie that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, okay. We've talked about every movie. Every movie in the what is called the wartime era. Right. Did I even clarify that this is the wartime era at the beginning? Yes, you did. Okay, good. We, I know it was ten years ago, but you did say it. We, um... Oh, what's your number? What's mine? I gave this an 85. Okay. So... I enjoyed it. Yeah, I gave this one a 75. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So why? Because it's great. Why just a 75? Okay, so why just... I, I don't know if... You probably could have noticed that's my highest number. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Out of all of these. The reason that it's just a 75 is just because... First of all, it's... How do I put this into words? It's not like normal Disney... Um, and as for storytelling, it's aside from Mr. Toad. So Sleepy Hollow is not anything spectacular. Yeah. It's something I had already known before. Yeah. And Mr. Toad is kind of weird. Yeah. 
And so that's why it's a 75. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not anything that stands out so spectacularly that I need to give in, in the 80s or 90s to me. But I can totally see how you gave it 85. A lot of people really like this one. So You you like your Disney to feel very Disney, don't you? I do. I'm uh, weird. And that's 100% fair. And yet one of my favorite ones is about making YouTube videos. Which one? Well, I'll fix the internet. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get I, there. I haven't seen that one. But we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Let's go to the part where I confuse everyone. Ah, uh, yes, your numbers. Yes. So, numbers. What do they mean, Mason? I'm tired. Do you get that reference? N- not even slightly. Call of Duty Black Ops. Okay. That's, I'm so tired. That's probably... I'm not a big video game player, so... That's fair. <laughs> I did something cool. I told you this at the beginning, that I did something cool. Yes. I went to a whole bunch of different websites that give numbers, and I did an average rating. Sick. That is cool. I changed everything to out of 10. So if a movie had 77 Rotten Tomatoes, I would make it a 7.7. And IMDb is already out of 10, and I do the same thing at the audience score. And then with Letterboxd, it's out of 5, so I just multiply by 2. Yeah. And that's how I got the average, uh, I'm going to call it critic score. The average critic score. That's sick. So instead of saying way too many numbers, I'm just going to tell you how the movies are ranked by their critic score. Right. Instead of just naming so many numbers. Their average critic score. Right. Right. So the movie with the lowest critic score is Saludos Amigos, the first one. Outrageous. It has a critic score of 5.8 out of 10 average. I'm so mad. That movie is one of the best of them. The second lowest is Melody Time. I don't agree, but I understand it from that point. With a critic score of 6.2 out of 10. Okay. Then we have... I messed up. Slightly. There's a tie for last place. Mm. Both Make Mine Music and Saludos Amigos have 5.8. You just made me a million times more mad. Really? Saludos Amigos is so much better than... like. How does that make you feel worse? What if Make My Music was a higher score? I don't know. I'm just mad, Sam. (laughs) I I feel like saying that it has the same score would make you feel better. And that would make logical sense. (laughs) So Salutus... But I'm I'm mad. So Salutus Amigos and Make My Music both have 5.8, and then Melody Time was 6.2. Then Fun and Fancy Free was (sighs) 6.4. And then in second place, we have... Three Caballeros was 6.8 out of 10. Again, I don't agree on that high, but I understand it. And then far and away the highest critic score, Ichabod and Mr. Toad has a 7.5 out of 10. To put that into perspective, I have the critic scores for the last five we did. Ooh, ooh. So um, a 7.5 would have been the lowest in the last era. Okay, yeah. Because the lowest in the last era was Bambi was 7.7. But, oh wow! And the highest was Fantasia with an eight point three. Okay. So let's so let's put that seven point five into perspective. Now, did you want me to read the rest of them? What's that? No, no, no you're good. I'm following. Okay. Yeah, got it. Um, so now let's get to our final ranking. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So the absolute worst one for me. Six. Number six. Number six. Fun and fancy free. No shocker. I no. didn't. I wasn't expecting you to put anything lower. Nah. Um, and then I think, I gotta make sure I even say all the, all the right ones. Um, even though I had a great time watching it, thinking of it as a movie, uh, Make Mine Music. Yeah. Um, which would, uh, number five, my fifth favorite. Yep. My fourth. 
would probably be yeah melody time okay yeah your number three number three oh boy uh the street caballeros okay so the only ones you have left are saludos amigos and ichabod ichabod yes i think it is saludos amigos and then ichabod awesome that's pretty cool yeah because you gave those both the same score i believe so yeah oh wait no you gave one a 90 yes you gave Salus Amigos a 90, so technically would that be your first favorite? Then I get... Yes. Okay. But I'm feeling differently now. Okay. Yes. That's perfectly fine. So my six are... Uh, nowhere near yours. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> um, my number six is Make Mine Music. Yeah, fair. My number five is Saludos Amigos. Okay. Which I... Is apparently your favorite or tied for favorite? Yeah, essentially cool top two so it's cool that we have different opinions on that we got totally different experiences out of it yes my number four would be the one that's similar three caballeros then my three is melody time my number two is your least favorite fun and fancy free (laughs) and then my number one is ichabod and mr toad yeah which is i know it's the one i talked the least about which i feel like always happens on this podcast the one i talked the least about is my favorite yeah well i don't know why that always happens i think it's easier to be outraged than it is to be pleased good point so yes we had almost completely opposite opinions and yet we kind of feel the same coming out is that we're so ready for narrative features i'm so ready we are for what is next the silver era mm-hmm. which is going to start being like alice in wonderland and peter pan and, and yep. movies stuff like that yep uh, yes, we get to watch Cinderella next. I'm excited. I, I love I, Cinderella. I actually haven't seen a lot of the movies in this one. So those will be actually fun to watch. Yes. Um. I will get something out of it other than a headache. Right. Yes. Yes, we will. Um, and I think that's all we have to say that is definitely all i i that is all i have for this week awesome i just am too excited for next time to Me actually too. watch movies i was really not looking forward to this era and that was reasonable yeah yeah <laughs> that out. was a fair assumption i was uh these weren't great no these were very mediocre for disney and i actually think make my music may be one of the worst animated disney movies ever yeah um, so there's that. And it's definitely not one of the best animated movies altogether, you know. It's probably one of the... I feel like it's one of the worst in general. Yeah. In a grand scale. That's probably something significantly worse. Like Cool World. Like Cool World. So, that is it. That is it. We will be back, hopefully, in two weeks. Two weeks we should be back, yes. With, um, The Silver Age. They are all on Netflix, Sorry, they are all on Disney+. Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. So there shouldn't be a delay like there was this time because we were waiting for the DVD to come in from Amazon for Make yeah. My Music. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks with The Silver Age. And we're going to close it out now. So Yeah, absolutely. So as always, we just want to thank everyone who showed up to listen. We appreciate you. Thank you. Please keep being safe out there. It seems like we're going back to a sense of some sort of normality, but mm-hmm. we're getting pr- there. Practice safety as much as you can. Um, and just again, thank you for going on specifically this tough 
journey with us. <laughs> Very tough. Once again and always, I am Gunner. And this is Sam. And if you ever find your life at all like Mr. Toad's, what are you doing? Get a hold of yourself! <laughs>